0: The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com.
1: Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup Hello and welcome to the
0: show. In episode 66, I shared my retreat and my experience of visiting Moongate guesthouse and visiting the White Shell. I talked about visiting J&A Farms for their Barnwood Coffee, talked about visiting Andrew at Trails End Coffee in Elma, spicy radish, of course, in White Mouth. And also popping in to see wild skies. And it was such a wonderful journey, visit, retreat. It was exactly what I needed in that moment. But I have to say that my biggest joy, my biggest feeling of relaxation in my retreat was going to Moongate Guesthouse. And part of that, was, of course, you know, just relaxing and enjoying the, the nature and, you know, sitting in the sun and watching the river flow by and just feeling that sense of relaxation and really disconnecting because there's no Wi-Fi. So there's no point in trying to use your cell phone or your laptop unless you want to put a data on. But really, if you're disconnecting, You want to just say, you know what? I really don't need my phone. I really don't need my laptop. I just need to connect with myself. And that's exactly what I did. But the biggest joy that I found in visiting Moongate was meeting Jenny and Michelle. They are such lovely people. I know I I spoke a little bit about them, but we're going to learn more about who Jenny is, because she is my special guest. So please help me welcome Jenny Dupa as my guest for this episode. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny.
2: (laughs) Jenny and Jenny. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, but between our two schedules, it hasn't really meshed. So I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to do this.
2: Me too. I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Wonderful. So I need to ask you, I know that uh, you and Michelle have been doing this for a number of years. So I don't know if the question is, why did you decide to create Moongate? Or why did you think that it was a good idea to do this? And, And you can decide how you want to answer that.
2: Hmm. Well, I think I'm going to talk about the why first and sort of how it came about. The why came because we recognized a need that people were so immersed in the busy world, their busy lives in the city. We lived in West St. Paul at the time, and people were connected to their phones. They were watching lots of TV and really kind of disconnected from, from nature, so that was the why we we recognized a need that people had to disconnect from all of that and immerse in something different. And then, when as soon as we put it out there, I say put it out there because it's putting it out to the universe. <laughs> and when we did that, all the signs were there. It just flowed uh, beautifully. Even the name, you know, my husband is really great at coming up with names. And so he came up with the name Moongate. And so another reason why as well was that our children were quite young and we were living at the edge of Winnipeg and we saw that they needed to experience country life because we both grew up in Northern Manitoba and in a simpler life, right? And so we wanted a simpler life. We wanted to live more simply. We didn't want to be immersed in the rat race or, you know, going here and there to all these appointments and uh, events and activities. So so we wanted a simpler life for them. And so we moved to the
0: country and here we are. Well, that's wonderful. And I can understand the desire to want a simpler life because like you mentioned, you know, with busy and we're on our phones and we're appointments and we're doing this and that. And sometimes we forget that we need to take a break. You know, we're just go, go, go all the time. And I love the idea that you decided that because you and Michelle grew up in the country, that you wanted your children to have that experience and everything that that went along with it. Now, I have two questions. And my first question is, why Moongate? What does that mean for you?
2: Well, the moon is it's a feminine energy, right? And the feminine energy is much softer, uh, more caring, more nurturing. And so by creating or manifesting a name like that, it created an opening or a space for people to come and experience that softness, that nurturing, um, that the feminine energy is. And the gate really came from my husband. He had a vision. He saw the gate. And so, you know, he, he knew that it was an opening. It was it's, it's like a portal was created. And we truly feel that Moongate has created a portal for people to come and connect with the land and connect with themselves. Yeah, with Mother Nature
0: mm-hmm you know i'm 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 listening to you talk about manifesting and and putting it out there and and all the signs were there and and Michelle having that dream about the gate. Do you feel that perhaps it's more of a calling? you know it's like the universe was waiting for you to be aware of the signs or being aware of the fact that this needed to happen in a sense and when you were both aware and open to that idea that's how he got the dream and you got the signs because sometimes well not sometimes the signs are all around there but sometimes we're so busy as you say we're caught up with ourselves that we miss seeing the signs because we're not looking and sometimes there's there's looking on purpose like if you look on purpose to find the signs chances are you won't find them it's when you disconnect Connect within yourself that you're able to see what was once unseen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Um, the signs are always there, and all we need to do is slow down and pause and be open to those signs. And yeah, when as soon as we put it out there that um, we wanted to create this space. We were looking, right? We kept looking for the right property, the perfect property, and we were almost like we were forcing it, right? And then one day, I just picked up the newspaper, and I opened it up to the classifieds, and there it was. And I'm I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was a tiny little classified ad, and it said uh, six-acre property, Uh, near White Mouth on the river, and that's definitely what we were looking for, was an acreage on the river. Those were our two priorities. And so because we didn't force it, right, it was just open
0: the paper and there it was. So signs are everywhere. Yeah, and you were meant to see it, you know, because, you know, what if you decided that you weren't going to open the paper that day or you were going to put it into the recycling Or even like I read the paper every day, and sometimes you know I'm I'm more sort of glancing over things and not really paying attention, and it's easy to miss, especially when you said it's a little little classified ad. I mean, if if it's a big ad, it's got your attention, but a little ad, you tend to kind of gloss over it. And the fact that for whatever reason you saw it, paid attention, and said, "Yep, that's exactly what we need." Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: and actually that the story. Around that is kind of funny because we were in White Mouth visiting my mother because she moved here a few years prior, and so we were saying, you know, let's go for a drive and check out that property that we saw in the paper. And so we, it was, uh, I think it was a fall fall day, and there was a bit of snow on the ground. And so we, we drove in the driveway and there was snow and there was no tracks. So there was no activity on this property at all. It was pretty much empty. And so it was on a Sunday. So we drove in and we started, we got out of the car and we started looking around. And then we see this car coming in up the driveway behind us. And we thought, oh, oh we're in trouble now. <laughs> but it happened to be the owners of the property And uh, they were on their way to church. And we said to them, you know, we don't want to interrupt your plans, but we really want to see the property. And they were more than happy to go and get the keys and show us the property. And as soon as we opened the door of the house, we knew it was the right place. And as soon as we saw the building that the guest house is in now, we knew it was the right place.
0: I love that, you know, and and you were talking about getting goosebumps. I've got goosebumps right now just listening to you because I had a very same experience when we were looking for a house. So my husband and I, when we first met and got together, we had our own homes. And then when we decided that we were going to move in together, we were trying to find a house that worked for both of us. And I can't even remember how many houses I looked at and it's like, no, it's, you know, it's just not working. And finally, the real estate agent said, you know, I've got this house, it's not for sale yet, it's not on the market, but I know that they're going to be putting it on the market, do you want to take a look? And I'm like, okay, let's take a look. And we drove up to our current house, and and it was brown at the time, and I'm looking and it's like, yeah, you know, it seems really sort of nondescript, I wasn't really excited. He's like, no, 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 let's go in and let's take a look. And I walked through the kitchen into the dining room. And as soon as I stepped into the dining room, I said, yeah, this is this is the house for me. And I don't know what it was. I mean, my favorite color is green and the walls were this this deep forest green. So maybe it was the green, but there was just something about me stepping in the dining room that said, this is our house and I want to buy the house. And, and that was before we checked foundation or anything. It was like, no... We're, we're buying this house. So I totally understand your reaction to walking in and saying, yes, uh, this is the place for us.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Eh? You just know. You have that inner knowing. It feels right. Yeah. And that's what I love about, you know, paying attention to the signs and following through on them. Right. You have to follow through. You can't just wait for it to come to you either. Right. Yeah. I just love that. You know, and it just feels right.
0: Yeah. It does. And I wanna comment on not only is the guest house absolutely beautiful, I mean, but you are well, I, I wanna say you and Michelle because you're a team and, and you do things together and, and he's very much a part of it. Cause sometimes it's it's the woman who's doing all the the details and this and that. But when I saw you and Michelle, it was a very brief stay that I was there. But while I was there, I was able to observe how much you both work together and in honoring the land, but also honoring people who are coming to be there. And I want to say that I was absolutely honored to be the only person <laughs> who was using the guest house that night because I I had the whole place to myself. And I mean, if there was other guests, I would have been totally fine. I would have been, you know, connecting with them and it would have been absolutely wonderful. But the fact that I had the whole place to myself. Now, I want to talk about your hospitality and not just hospitality because, you know, hospitality is making sure you've got towels and, you know, this and that. But the fact that your kitchen is super stocked with absolutely everything, any any kind of thing that I would want to use, the instructions for making coffee, the fact that there's fresh sourdough bread that Michelle bakes that was absolutely delicious and magazines and and artwork and you know coloring books and everywhere you go there's something that forces you in a sense to relax so here here's a comfy couch here's another couch here's something that you can go here's this here's that and it invites you to just relax and enjoy the moment oh my gosh and i i absolutely i loved exploring and checking things out and it was just so much fun.
2: Wow, I really appreciate hearing your perspective, Jenny, because I love detail. I'm the detail person. And this is what we hear from lots of our guests is that they really appreciate the detail that has been put into it because I I appreciate those things and I think it goes back to my grandmother. You know, I, she had a lot of details in in her home and you know, as a young child, it was magical, right? I just love that. And my mother, same thing, you know, all those little details in her home and in her garden. And so I think they instilled that within me. And to me, that's, that's magic. And I really believe in magic. And the guests notice it. And, and the kids, too, of course, when people bring their children.
0: Yeah. And you're right. It's the little details. I mean, I want, I want to talk about the bedrooms, And I I absolutely love the bedroom that I was in. So it's the sunset room with the four poster bed, which, I mean, there's a sunrise room, which is also very beautiful, but there's something about a four poster bed that invites you to want to just relax and feel like a princess in a sense, but it, it's the little details. It's the goat milk soap that you offered, like the little sample of soap and that you leave out the washcloths and the bathroom is stocked with all kinds of things that we might want to use, you know, and, and I forgot to bring bubble bath with me and you had some bubble bath left over. It's the Dr. Teal's, which I've never actually used before. And there was some that I was able to use and I thought, oh my gosh, it was so having a bath in that deep bathtub. I mean, the bathtub I have at home is is okay, but the fact that, you know, you want steep d- bathtubs you can sink in and and really immerse yourself and having the uh, bubble bath with the Himalayan salt was absolutely lovely and I really enjoyed that. And my favorite though, I have to say my favorite was in the morning getting up, I want to say it was like 6:30, 7 o'clock, and I made my coffee and I sat outside on the chair. And the sun was shining, and I was looking out over the river. There was no one around. There was absolutely peaceful, no birds, no sounds. It was just me connecting with nature, enjoying the sunshine. And I felt so at peace. I thought, you know, this was important for me to come out and really enjoy the moment, you know, escaping from everything and just being one with nature. And I knew that that was something that I was really craving. And I'm so glad that I found it at Moongate.
2: Nice. I love that. (laughs) You really did disconnect, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Yeah, that's amazing. When I came up with those words, it really felt right, you know, disconnect to connect. And the disconnect is from, you know, your busy outside world and the connect is with nature with yourself with your loved one and it's really funny because when we we were doing a business plan and when we told the guy about our plan what it is that we wanted to do he kind of snickered and he says you mean i have to talk to my wife <laughs> So it's like, yes, you have to talk to your wife, <laughs> have conversations and or not, right? Just sit and read and be in silence. You know it's a beautiful thing,
0: it is, and I don't think we take as many moments to sit in silence or to read or to put our phones down, you know, just to put our phones down, put everything away, and just enjoy the moment since I was at Moongate, I don't do this all the time, but every so often I'll be driving in my car and I actually turn off the radio Mm -hmm. and I'm driving in silence. Like I don't need the music. I don't need any outside stimulus. It's just me driving and not even thinking about anything in general, just letting my my mind go free and just kind of think of different thoughts. And I find it so relaxing because even though I, I mean, I love music. Don't get me wrong. I love listening to music. But I don't necessarily need it all the time, you know, and it's nice to have my little escape in the car without the music.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Going out every morning, I have my own little ritual where I step out every morning in my pajamas, even in the middle of winter, and I go to my gratitude tree and I just stand there. And I, I do my little gratitude prayer, and then I just listen or feel whatever is there. And I just feel so grateful for that.
1: Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone
0: at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show— whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt@soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work
1: with at soundoff.network.
0: Another moment that meant a lot to me, I want to say is... I think it was the morning that I was checking out and I was heading back into Winnipeg and you did a, a smudging ceremony with me. And I know that the smudging is sage that you use, but you had this white sage that you were using. And I mean, I've done smudging before and you know, I've been to, you know, sweat lodge and I've I've done that, so I I know a little bit about it, but for whatever reason the smudging that we were doing together that morning was, it seemed to me very personal. We were connecting on a different level. Yeah.
2: So medicines do that for us, hey? Mm-hmm. It really brings you to a space where you're, you're grounded and you're really connecting to something greater than ourselves, right? It helps to open you up for you know whatever it is that you're doing you know maybe you're going to be collecting medicine or doing a sharing circle right it yeah it helps to open us up and have that clarity as well
0: mhm i love that you gave me a gift of the white sage it's uh, so i have it actually sitting in my dining room the one that you know was was the the reason to buy the house <laughs> mm-hmm. i have it sitting in a bowl in my dining room and I'm saving it because I want to wait, perhaps, I'm not sure if it's the the full moon or the new moon, where I want to burn some of that sage and have my own little ceremony. Hmm. Well,
2: you'll know when the time is right. It can be any time, any time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I want to talk a little bit about energy. Because you and I, I feel that we connected in a, in a special way because I felt that, we're kindred spirits in a way. The fact that we, our energy is so, I want to say it's so connected and that we connected in, in such a way. And I want to say that when I went to see Andrew at Trails End Coffee and we were kind of chatting, he's like, you know, he says, you're just like Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And he meant it as a compliment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beautiful.
0: <laughs> but energy, I mean, you know, when you share that energy with someone, and not everyone shares the same energy, but when when the energy is flowing, and you have that connection, and, and everything feels right, everything feels that it's the way that it should be, that just makes everything feel right.
2: Yeah, I would agree. And that's how I feel every day when I meet people. You know, of course, life comes with conflict too, right? But... And that's when I pull out the sage, (laughs) but otherwise, yeah, everything seems to flow beautifully. Yeah. When you're in a space of gratitude, life seems to flow more uh, smoothly. I'll say it feels right. It feels better. You know, when you're always in gratitude for everything that you have and that's around you and yeah, but, and it's all energy. Like you said, it's Everything is made of energy and the trees, the grass, the water, you know, the air, the sun, so much energy from the sun, you know, and this is part of the disconnect, right? People have the disconnect from, from those elements that are a part of us, right? They're within us. And so I think that's where some conflict comes in as when people don't have that connection anymore. They've lost that connection. So many people come here seeking, you know, something as you did, you were seeking, you know, that peace and quiet and that solace. So yeah, it's because life is so busy. People are missing that connection.
0: Mm -hmm. And I wonder sometimes, I mean, I know that I needed a break. Uh, For me, it was just, I needed a break. I I was busy and I just like, you know, and part of it also too is my daughter is getting married next year and she is having it at Wild Skies and, you know, she's booked the Moongate guest house for the wedding and she's booked the spicy radish restaurant to cater the wedding. So part of it was, you know, I wanted to check it out and I mean, I saw the pictures and I thought everything looks beautiful, but I thought, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for me to, you know, head out there stay at Moongate Guesthouse, get a feel for it, visit the restaurant, you know, go to Wild Skies and so on. And that was certainly part of the reason why I wanted to go. And I want to touch on what you had said, because people come looking for something. And sometimes they're not sure what they're looking for, just that there is something missing. And whatever they find at Moongate is perhaps different from what someone else is finding because everyone has their own reasons for looking or seeking or perhaps not even seeking. Maybe it's just like, oh, I just need to get away. And and then before you know it, they are immersed in the spirituality, if you will, because it, it is, it, there's a lot of spirituality because, I mean, given the fact that you and Michelle are, are both From indigenous backgrounds, right? And so there's that spirituality that comes with it. But I don't know if it's the spirituality or if it's the peace or it's the disconnect or whatever it is, people will respond to it or not, right? It's totally whether they're open enough to respond to it and say, you know, this is what I've been missing or not even to put a label on it, not even to say, oh yeah, that's exactly what I needed, You know, sometimes when you go on holidays and it's like, oh, I needed that vacation. This is not really a vacation. It's a little bit of a, well, a retreat, but it's a little bit of getting back into nature. You know, a vacation is on the sun and you're drinking Mai Tais or whatever, but this is not a vacation. Well, it it is a retreat, but it's almost like a retreat into yourself. And it's an opportunity for you to discover more about yourself.
2: Oh, oh, I love that. Yes. Doing the inner vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I just wanted to mention my husband, Michelle, he is Métis. I'm not considered Métis, even though, you know, my great grandfather was Cree and French. You know, I share my story and people decide for themselves, you know, whether or not I'm indigenous, right? So I just wanted to make that clear. But what I feel that we created here was a sacred space for people to come. It almost feels like there's this this bubble or this dome here that, you know, as soon as people enter, they immediately feel at ease, you know, to do their inner work, their inner vacation, Right. So yeah, I don't know if it, it just happened naturally or, you know, maybe spirit guided us to, to do this and create this space for people to come and do their inner work. But I wanted to mention that your sacred space is anywhere where you are, where your feet are planted. It doesn't have to be a place on earth that's within ourselves.
0: I totally agree. You know, it's wherever you have your space. You know, I know that some people build what they call an altar, you know, and it's not an altar to a God or it's a sense of coming together. So it's where they can do yoga or they can do some meditation. You know, they have their favorite cushion. Maybe there's a candle. There is whatever it is that they need is what they have in that in that space and something just popped into my head when you were talking about maybe the spirits were guiding you to to build the moon gate if you build it they will come <laughs> and i think that's from the movie field of dreams <laughs> yes <laughs> right? i love that <laughs> yeah. but it's true if you build it they will come and you built it and i don't know that you were doing a lot of advertising or promotion were you
2: Not exactly. We actually are more aggressive with our promotion in just in the past year or so.
0: But in the beginning, you probably weren't doing a lot of promotion, were you? No. And yet people were coming, they found you, you know, they found you for a reason. And maybe somebody was putting it out to the universe, you know, I need to get away, I need to get an escape, I need to find an escape. And for some reason, it's like, oh, let's go to White Mouth. Of all places. <laughs> yeah, where's White Mouth? <laughs> where's White Mouth? <laughs> I remember when I was coming to you, I was driving down um highway number 15, or I guess if they call it junction fifteen or whatever, and I'm driving and it's going through Agassiz Forest and it was absolutely beautiful, but I'm like driving and driving and driving and it's like, okay, am I going the right place? Am I going the wrong you know, when am I gonna get here? And I know I sound like I'm obsessing now, but I wasn't obsessing in the car. I'm like, okay, I'm here on a retreat and I'm just going with the flow and see what happens. And then when I saw the little sign that says Elma, I mean, Elma's further up a little bit, but I knew that I had to turn down that gravel road to get to you. And I was totally fine with that, but just driving down and you're just driving and driving and driving and driving and thinking, okay, so when am I going to get here? And then I got there and it was perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: I always uh, tell people, look for the Métis flag. We, we do have a sign on, on the road as well, but look for the flag because it's the only one on Highway 406. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Now, I know that Michelle does the pizza nights. I mean, he doesn't do them in the winter. It's it's more during the summer and the, and the fall, correct?
2: That's right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Now, in addition to the pizza nights, um, Michelle was mentioning that he's done, well, with you, of course, but you've done um, dinners in the past in, in the guest house. So you've done like a couple's romantic dinner, and then you've done other events and whatnot. Is that something that you plan to continue going in the future?
2: Mm-hmm. Most definitely. We were part of the Home Roots concert series for about six years. So that meant we hosted musicians on like a monthly basis for that long, uh, for six years. And so we got to know a lot of musicians over time, uh, whether they were from Manitoba or from across Canada. And plus, we know a lot of musicians in Winnipeg as well, because my husband is also a musician, not professional, but he plays guitar and he, he sings. So we know quite a few entertainers. Plus, there's a lot of great local talent out here, too. So we hosted a series called Music, Food, and Friends. And so we did a catered dinner, you know, with a special theme. And we sold a certain number of tickets because our guest house, you know, the space can... I would say, I think it was like 25 people we could seat in there. So it was a very intimate evening. You get to know people and and the musicians up close and personal. And uh, people stay overnight. And then you get to wake up and have breakfast with the musician in the morning and talk about music and life. So we we've done that. And then we've also hosted outdoor events where... We celebrate summer solstice in June. We had an event this past June, and that was beautiful. And then we also hosted a winter solstice event. And so, of course, you know, it's limited capacity as well. So we like intimate events. That way you get to know people. And and actually, I'm hosting an event tomorrow, but more of a workshop. And it's not on coffee, but coffee's sister I'm having a little tea workshop that I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's all based on wild harvested tea from the Yaggy Sea Forest and from right here on the land. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that sounds really lovely. I I love that.
2: Yeah, and so if anybody wants to learn more about events here, all they have to do is sign up for a newsletter and we put those out periodically. I don't bombard people's emails with newsletters, but maybe once a month.
0: Well, you know, I'll make sure I put that information in the show notes so that if someone wants to learn more about the different events or even just wanting to know more about Moongate Guesthouse and perhaps having their own little retreat, it's always good to know that if they are planning to go out, if there is an event, a music event, a food event, or planning a, a solstice ceremony, it's nice to think about maybe going out and participating in something like that. I know for myself, because when I came up for my retreat, it was on a Thursday. I couldn't do the Friday, so I missed out on the pizza night. And I remember somebody saying to me, well, it's just pizza. You know, you can have pizza anytime. But I suspect your pizza night is not just pizza. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's not just pizza. <laughs> I think it's pretty special. And, you know, we've had some really good reviews from You know, we get repeat people all the time, and we've had some really good reviews from people who have tried a heck of a lot of pizza in Manitoba, and they say ours is probably uh, one of the best that they've had. So that's a real compliment. We focus on local ingredients. Everything is from scratch, and it's wood-fired. And I think that's what makes the difference, is being a wood-fired pizza. And if it's okay, I wanted to share a quick little story about that. Mm -hmm. so my husband he's he's very versatile he can do so many things he has a lot of talent and skills and cooking is one of them he grew up in a metis family and they learned how to cook from a young age so it's in his blood and so he wanted to provide delicious food for people and so i said you know what there's a pizza night happening in manitoba in a place called riverton and the family built an oven and so they host pizza nights so maybe that's something you should think about and so he started to research it and he went as far as visiting the family they shared their oven plans with him and so he replicated their oven and built it from those images those pictures that they had and so now the oven we lovingly call Rusty is the brother to Hildegard in Riverton. So ever since then, uh, Michelle's been, you know, reinventing himself as a as a pizza artist and now he does sourdough, which is absolutely delicious. That's all we eat now. And other, you know, beautiful food that comes out of that oven
0: hmm And again, I haven't tried the pizza and I'm going to make a, a point of visiting you next year on a Friday to stay overnight so I can have the pizza. But when Michelle sent me home with the uh, sourdough bread, oh my goodness, it is so delicious. I mean, I've had sourdough bread before, but there's something about his sourdough bread. It was like chewy and it was absolutely satisfying. I, I, I can't even describe the way it felt. It was absolutely delicious. And even my husband, who is not crazy about sourdough, he likes he's very particular about what he likes to eat. He was saying, Where did you get the sourdough again? It was really good. And I'm like, Well, you know, remember when I went on the retreat, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was a big fan of the sourdough and and so that was a big hit for us.
2: Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. My husband was talking to a chef out here recently and he says, Oh, you make sourdough and he says, Yeah, it's it's rustic. He's so, you know, straightforward and <laughs> you know about things and he's very humble, right? And so he says, Yeah, it's really rustic and nice nice and crunchy and he says, Yeah, I love it when you can bite into a sourdough and your neighbors can hear it crack. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jenny, you know what? This has been so lovely connecting with you and catching up and learning more about Moongate and, you know, some of the plans that you're thinking of and even a a little bit of history of how you found it and just what it means to you and Michelle. So thank you so much for being on with me today.
2: Well, thank you, Jenny. I'm really grateful to be here in, in your
0: space. And, you know, I honor you and I honor our space. Oh. Uh-huh. So until next time, think about what you want to do to disconnect, to connect with yourself, whether it's finding that sacred space for yourself, whether it's visiting Moongate and coming not with a purpose to, find something, but maybe it's just to allow yourself to find yourself. And thinking about how you can find those pockets of moments that will give you that peace, that will give you that connection to the universe. Because it's really the energy, it's the energy around us that makes us fulfilled and makes us part of the universe. And I encourage you to Go on your own journey of exploration and find that disconnect-to-connect moment.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee.